You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. I like there's a lot of butter. That's nice. These are pretty good. I mean, I don't... The more butter, the more sugar. Oh, yeah. You know it's a it's holiday delicious. season whenever like cookies show up randomly. Yeah, yeah I don't even know where these came from. Boxes of cookies. There was one left and holi- with like Reese's pieces on top. What? Mm-hmm. Holiday baskets with your meats and cheeses and oh yeah, like all the. These remind me of those cookies that come like on a stick in like a floral arrangement kind of thing. Mm. On a stick. Hmm. You don't remember like a those? Okay, cookies. Yeah. Oh. That was a thing like 10, 15 years ago when I was a kid. Oh. You don't remember that? You were a kid back then? Yep. Now he's all grown up. I'm a big kid now. I got big, I got, I got big, big kid, kid money kid to now. play with things. Oh, man. It's the joys of being married and young and yep. no kids. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm back. Yeah, Pat. We we got Pat out of the store. It's been you, a, it's been a while. You you banished me for a month. I did not do that. I asked for you every week, and um, we decided to to do a pre Black Friday sale, and then not too far after that was the Black Friday sale or Sinka sale, and then mm-hmm. Cyber Monday sale. Which yeah, so I've been uh, what is say Wednesday planted firmly in. The hunting department at the store has been pretty busy, but <clears throat> so there's always this big like lead up. It's kind of like waterfowl weekend, you know, mm. this big anticipation and setup, and and then it happens, and you know, and then it's like it's done. It's just like yeah, like that. It's over, and everything went. It could not have gone any better. Like the yeah. day. Yeah. Black Friday. There's always things you tweak, you know, throughout the year and year to year, but like the day itself, Black Friday, phenomenal. And I was telling, I don't know, all the customers, you know, that wanted to talk to me. Um, but I was like, you guys rock. Yeah. Like our customers, chill as can be. There's no running over people for a toaster <laughs> or whatever it may be. But it's just like so – and we had a line. Yeah. I mean, it went from the front door all the way down um, to uh, – Great Guns? Uh, great Guns, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, I mean, it was – a decent amount. This is the first that's, year. That's, that's a, a line, line of people. That's probably a couple hundred, yeah. a hundred easily. But you know, right off the bat, and just yeah. single file in, grab a cart, and everybody goes and gets what they want. And but it was a steady flow all day. And there was no uh, biting and screaming. And mm-hmm. and of course, what helps is we make sure that we have. <laughs> Not five of one plenty thing for Black of well, Friday. yeah, right. You, I mean, to do a good sale, you don't want to have a super hot item and have like four. No, like 
the first four people and then the next 3,000 people that come through the door that day They're just mad. are angry. Yeah. So everything went off uh, really good. Um, I don't get around the store a bunch that day, but at least from what I've heard. So I, I do want to say thanks to everybody came out to all the, the store, people yeah. that came out because it's I mean we've got the best customers in the world it was the first time for me in 10 I'll just say 10 years that I wasn't at the store on Black Friday you actually weren't there that day yeah I was at I was in the office yeah making sure that Cyber Monday was getting right because it's just backed right up so yeah, it's, it's like I was in the office making sure Cyber Monday was ready to go out Sunday yeah you know and it's it was the biggest Black Friday ad we've ever done. It was uh, <laughs> that's a good deal. It was Pat, a, a pamphlet. Pat was telling me the customer asked what was on sale. He just kind of look around the store. I'd be like, like, I think the store. <laughs> I mean, good chance if you grab something off the shelf, it's on sale. Yeah, but we, you know, right? There's uh, there's things that you know. From year to year, we've changed. Like Waterfowl Weekend, we've revamped, you know, over the years, and you learn, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, but overall, I mean, it's a lot at once, right? So being at the store and then and then you guys, which, by the way, Josh is the third man here on the uh, mic today from Outdoor Limits, but and he's been on before. He yep. He's our waterfowl guru. No stranger around these parts. No, no, no. So, I mean, you, you and Chandler are tight-knit right here you guys work right next to each other but you know so you got your store staff yeah you know and you're trying to communicate with the staff at the warehouse you know it's working on the ads and you know it's different nowadays too because all of our product comes directly to the warehouse now there's no really like unless it's special orders it's not like a ton of split shipments Mm -hmm. you know so there's a lot of communication, a lot of people to talk to, and moving parts, and yeah, there was. I mean, everybody trying to stay on top of it, and then, you know, we were. Well, I think it was the last. I text you, and I'm even hunting at the time. I was mm-hmm. hunting that evening, so our Missouri uh, uh, November, you know, rifle portion, mm. gun season. Um, so hopefully everybody was successful or, or at least was safe. Um, I didn't tag anything, but no, we'll get into that here in a bit. I'm also here. So (laughs) I count that as (laughs) I didn't get shot. So, but I, I was texting you. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, uh, we got anything coming out, you know, ad wise, there's just a lot that goes into it. And then you run in trucks and you're trying to figure out, and there's always, you know, people message Chandler back, oh, no, tweak this, or oh, take that out, or yeah. add this, or all the behind-the-scenes stuff to make it go off without a hitch for the customers when they come in. You know, they're just, oh, cool, stuff's on sale, and we're having a good time. And Yeah, it was, kind of, it was you know, it was a lot of work. It was really stressful, but at the same time, it was kind of, it was fun and exciting at the same time because we never, um, we've never put that many ads out in the month of november because we had a early a pre-black friday ad that that did really well and we wanted to put down some really Mm -hmm. really good black friday prices that we weren't going to go lower on for the rest of the year so like they're true black friday it wasn't like you're buying it early november 
and then late November it was fifty dollars less or something like that. It wasn't that way. It was almost uh, we almost did like a November continuation ad and just kept adding. Once yeah, once that ball roared, started rolling, and it was like the sickest sale came out, which was was crazy. It was yeah. the biggest one we've ever done. It was the longest one we've ever like. It was started on like the twelfth or something, mm-hmm. um, which was super long. And then after that, it was brand after brand from lacrosse to banded was just you know things were dropping on sale. And then we had a you know a huge Black Friday ad for online and in store, and then then for the like the online side of things cyber monday drops like you know four days later and it's basically the same size you know right so what we do is we add we keep adding all those ads together so they keep growing through that last week or the last couple weeks in november they can go from the sickest sale to you know to the black friday Mm -hmm. sale to the cyber monday sale by the end of cyber monday all of it's going at once it's a free-for-all yeah we even extended it an extra week at the store, the in-store, yeah, some specials like we were trying to keep going and just you know make sure everybody can take part, yeah, in it, right? Because everybody's got busy lives, and so when all you're shopping, I mean, if you look at the trend, like it used to be, is just one day, mm-hmm. Black Friday, and if you weren't able to shop that day, I mean, the sales were done, yeah. And so inventory was out, sales were done, you were getting your TV or your And not everybody could go that day. Like if you're working or a lot of people have family in town or you're doing stuff or you know, um you for me, I you don't want to get up at two in the morning and go stay in line somewhere and Hmm. and now it's just kind of a it's almost they call it black November, but it's like an everyday sale. I so love, it's different. I love Black Friday because that is the one day of the year that I get up to go hunting and I wake my wife up and she feels the pain come about <laughs> 6, 30, 7 o'clock when you're dozing on the couch. Yeah. She understands that when I'm passed out and we're watching a movie, <laughs> right. there's a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so. I thought you were about to say like that's the one day that the the marsh is a little bit less packed. Oh no, it's it's packed. <laughs> well, uh, that Thanksgiving weekend is a big waterfowl weekend, at yeah, least around here at some of the local areas. Your family's in town, everybody's getting together. You have the day off, and you have you know. a lot of people have a four day weekend. Mm-hmm. It starts Thursday, and you're off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. But it's that extra day to to go hunting so it's usually i was reading some comments on on social media and all the guys that i know customer wise that you know i follow and i'm standing in the poor man's line you know up wherever whether it's bob brown or wherever you know and everybody it's just massive drawing in trying to find a place to hunt because you just you know long weekend but it was good it was really good now we're just keep adding on, right? Now we're rolling into, you know, it'd be Christmas shopping, and yeah, that's it's like going on right now. It's just crazy because we we're almost at our what I call the stores retail season. Mm-hmm. Waterfowl weekend sets us off. Christmas time kind of yeah bookends you know, it bookends it, and and that's your. You know, and then, you know, you sprinkle in, you know, spring turkey and some 
your big fishing times for different parts, but it's like it's it's just crazy. We're into December. Yeah. Coming up. It's wild. Yeah, I feel like the last so, the last time we did a podcast might have been in October. It might I think it was. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So, I mean duck season, I mean, probably didn't open up yet. No, we were talking about the pre rut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and strategies. Well the rut is and now we're almost over? Yeah, pretty much. I mean yeah, so I wanted to go the, back the, to that. There's some stuff on that that I wanted to timeline kind of, you know. After yeah. that, I mean, how was your November, Pat? Yeah, so we when we finished that, we were just, I think it was, you know, kind of that late October. And we're, to kind of recap, we are talking about the moon phases and we are talking about strategies and going into the. So I, you know, I got out. I didn't get a hunt as much this year, whitetail, but I, um, Got a bow hunt a few times. They harvest the crop in in time? Yeah, so that that typically, it's like the week of, and they did. Mm -hmm. So it came out like three days prior to the opener, which was the 11th. Oh, so. November 11th. So it came out on like the 8th or 9th, whatever it was. Um, So a couple things. One, it was corn this year, so uh, it held a lot of deer. Because they just get in the middle there and lay down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you never find them, so they're super safe. They feel safe. Yeah. Um, so one, that's a bonus um, if it would have stayed in through opening weekend, because you're going to get, especially the Missouri opener, right? There's deer running all over. Yeah. I never feel they go into they're they're getting shot at. Mm-hmm. So, but with it taken out, you also there's this this anticipation of now I can see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was exciting. Like oh man, wonder what's going to happen, you know? And so you can see everything. And you, so the family was able to go the opening day, which was Saturday. I worked. Um, you're welcome. And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, made sure everybody got their stuff, you know. Um, and they had seen some deer. And then I was able to go Sunday morning. I don't know for whatever reason this year, um, we always have tons of deer around, you know. And it's part of it's luck, part of it's you got to be out there, and you just never know. Every year's different. Uh, so I went out sat Sunday morning, and I usually hunt the far end of our property in the timber, away from everybody. Uh, most people don't like to walk to that spot either. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to go in there in the morning. And it was an awesome morning. I had, I say awesome, I had does all over. And I'm like, it's prime rut. This is awesome. Didn't see any bucks, which was weird that none were chasing any of these does. So in my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, it'd be hard for all of them to already be bred and done. All seven different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, are they not in heat yet? And then I was saying, gosh, that would be hard too. all these does and not one is in heat yet, but whatever reason. So, I mean, I saw plenty of deer, which is always fun. Yeah. And then I did not see one deer the rest of the season. We went, we went duck hunting the, the, the opening rifle. Um, and it was not a great morning either. And it was cold. Oh, it was super cold. Which, by the way... And I felt like maybe it was so cold that we just missed the birds on their their feed and stuff like that. They were feeding. They weren't where we're at, you know. 
That yeah, on the whitetail side, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> and maybe I'd have to ask, you know, like a deer biologist that really has studied whitetail from like birth until they're gone. And, and obviously we always talk about, oh, colder weather and, you know, deer should move. But is there a point, like, what if it's a real cold Arctic blast of super cold weather? Do they just want to hunker down and, conserve energy. and maybe conserve energy and get, you know, in that dense brush out of the wind? Um, you know, if it's snowing, maybe they're out of the snow. It wasn't, but it was, you know, it was a little bit of a brisk morning. It wasn't super crazy, but it was, I mean, it dropped a lot overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, is there a point where it gets too cold super fast and the deer just want to lay down? Um, it was one of the colder opening weekends I can remember. Yeah. Um, you know, typically, I, I would bet if you looked at the last 10 years, the average temp for opening weekend rifles above freezing. Yeah. Probably the upper 30s, mid 40s. Um, sometimes higher, but we were with the wind chill in the teens. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I that's what I was cold. Yeah. That's what I want to throw out. I do want to give a shout out to the, the new Rogers clothing that came out. Did you? Cause wear I chair? wore the, um, so I wore both this season hmm. with the teens. I was like, I'm going to be sitting there, hunker down. You want to sit a long time. Mm-hmm. So I wore the um, covert. the covert, yeah. uh, the covert late season, you know, bib, bib pant, pant jacket with the jacket. Not cold ever, really. And it, I mean, we're talking upper teens with the windshield, yeah, and sitting for three four hours, and I was toasty, nice, and not in a blind, twenty feet up in a stand, you know, so. Well, that's good to hear. Rock solid, which I, you know, you pass it along because customers, you know, you want to know, like, right, what's the temperature range here? Yeah. But I, mean, I did it's, wear. It's got it's got extremely high Sherpa fleece on, on oh, the outside, and it's got yeah. a Primaloft liner, and it's a windproof, waterproof. Yeah, it was rock membrane. solid. So it's it's blocking just, all the elements. Yeah, you can definitely, with the correct layering, too. Obviously, I'd, you know. Yeah. Um, but you didn't have every layer under. Like, no, you, know, you didn't have like four a hoodies. A couple layers you know? on underneath, it, and I was mobile. I was yeah. able to move. I've I've hunted with some guys that show up on a cold day, and they're like, "How many hoodies are you wearing?" Oh, five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Which would really be fun to watch, like waterfowl. Oh yeah. If you were like this, and like <clears throat> you say, take them. <laughs> they're like, uh, I, I, I can't, can't move my arms. I can't move. Yeah. That'd be really tough. Uh but the industry, like the the clothing and stuff, has changed so much where you can wear less and and but be warmer. Yeah. Were you talking? Were you, did you hunt in the Tarek though? So I did hunt in the Tarek because it's pretty cold that opening Sunday Monday, mm-hmm. um, and you do a lot of sitting for the especially during the rut rifle. You want to be out there sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then was it the following weekend? It wasn't as cold, but I would, there was at one point I was too warm. So 
I would feel comfortable, at least for me, and I don't get as cold as some individuals, but I would wear the Tarek whitetail jacket and, and bibs from Rogers. Um, no problem under freezing temps. Not, not, I'm not integrating the wind chill, but mm. like just if the, if, you know, if it was a slight five mile an hour wind where it's not crazy, um, that's, that's, your, that's your comfort level. I would wear it for me in the upper twenties and be just fine. Like mm-hmm. if you had a, a Merino base layer and maybe, a like the grid Insulator. style hoodie, yeah, uh, or vest or something under there. with a vest and that. Because uh, that wind stopper in there knocks so much of the cold out. Yeah. Um, but if it got down, you know, where the wind chill was in the teens, and then I'd switch to the covert. But so if you're listening, you kind of, I mean, those two, you know, I know I work at Rogers, but still, right? I tested them out and I, I put them to the test this year. Yeah. Loved it. So, anyways, it was good. Uh, but you didn't shoot. I didn't shoot anything. I didn't see. I didn't even see a buck, and I only saw seven does, and that was the first morning. And I hunted four more times, didn't see one deer. So for whatever reason, uh, maybe there was too much pressure in the surrounding farms. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have went into lockdown. You hear about that? You know, if if these bucks are going into lockdown, they're not running around. They're sticking with their lady. They're chill, um, or the deer pattern changed, you know, and that happens too. It just one of them years and, and, but that's fine. We still enjoy it. You know, you enjoyed time being out there. And Did anybody out there get to shoot at anything? Well, um, yes. Um, Beth, well, she always shoots something. Um, but my sister-in-law who's our HR lady mm-hmm. at a uh, Rogers, uh, she took a doe. Okay. Um, that's what I like to hear. Someone out there just. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's get some. She was on some it. Food in the freezer. And uh, she ain't waiting around. She ain't messing around. No, father-in-law, which is super excited to see him back out there. Yeah. And uh, he was putting in a lot of time every day. Uh, and so he was able to get a couple does, put a bunch of meat in the freezer, which was great for him. Um. So and we needed to take some out. And the last day, I was going to take one. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I just had the one tag, and I was like, I can take a doe bow hunting, you know, later on in the season. But I was like, I don't want to shoot one with the gun. Never saw no, one. You still got time to shoot one with the bow. But we've got our. You got muzzleloader season. Yeah, and you got your doe only mm-hmm. season. So I got, I got other opportunities. I'll get back out there. Yeah. I don't know. It was a good time. Yeah. I liked it. I just like being out there. So that's why they call it hunting, not killing. Yeah. Takes time. And you got you haven't gotten to Duckwoods yet. Just just the once. You did go once. Um we're able to get invited. Oh yeah. Um up to the up to up to the farm. Up to Shannon's. Yep. So that was a good day. I mean you guys shot your limit of Yeah, hours. that was you know, yeah. I don't I don't get a I don't duck hunt as much as I deer hunt. Yeah. But I like doing it. So to have that opportunity where, you know, it's going to be fun. I wasn't going to miss that opportunity. So yeah. you've probably been duck hunting 
the last month i haven't seen you segue from your to your lack of duck hunting to josh's over duck hunting yeah november it's all on the table (laughs) yeah we we got some jerky (laughs) i made i made some jerky and brought it in we got inferno jerky and cracked pepper and garlic jerky that was good yeah we've got thumbs up from everybody yes but yeah november oh it heated up quick like yeah. normally like the first couple of weeks in november it's pretty mild weather didn't, not a lot of fronts moving through but did you start out in nebraska mm, oh back in october yeah where okay, that did you october leave the still. last time i was here was it nebraska or did you uh, go out to north Kansas? dakota i went to north dakota okay where did yeah. you stay at the b&b by yourself <laughs> that was that was in october <laughs> that was october yeah well, no, that was that was september time. that was teal season that was a while ago pat oh, you're always gone yeah yeah so no nebraska <laughs> yeah i went to nebraska and then hunted the opener in kansas didn't do very good that weekend there just wasn't a lot of birds did a lot of scouting and didn't really find anything to hang my hat on which sucked but normally it's like the first couple weeks of the season you know you got a few teal around you get to play with those but yeah things heated up pretty quick i went to north dakota at the beginning of november with jordan from duck gun chronicles so we did a little youtube collab there and we we did pretty well we struggled a little bit we got hit with some freezing temps and potholes started locking up and that made things difficult but by the time i got back it was like boom mallards they're here and you and when you got back, when you say got back, Kansas or Missouri? Kansas. Kansas. Back home. Now are you looking are you hunting mostly public areas you're scouting out? Or do you do you yeah. have some places you can go for private areas? I'm mainly hunting public land. Okay. I've got a lot of fun toys that make hunting public land a lot of fun. Yeah. And I get to be able to hunt places that people can't necessarily get to or hunt because they don't have the proper equipment. And you're putting in the time, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you're always scouting or, you know, it's just not like you're just going out. Yeah. Right? I, I always have a plan. I, I think about it days ahead of where I'm going. Like I was talking to Chandler, I'm like, ah, we're looking at the weather. I don't know what to do. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Well, you, you timed that one day about perfect. Oh, my right gosh. As you got back from uh, Nodak, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like midday and north wind was like it was going to switch from a south wind to a north at like noon yeah we talked about it like yeah you just get out there afternoon so don't even wake up early yeah i got out there and i i was getting into the marsh and i kicked up like 200 mallards out of this hole i was gonna hunt it was loaded and then you just i set up come back after you set up yeah i set up the boat and boom i'm shooting birds and limited out in like two hours it's nice i just watched sunrises (laughs) you know you talk about public and i've seen a few comments now and i usually see one or two every year but they talk about man where do i go public hunting because well there's places to public hunt but when it comes to the private side finding it's becoming increasingly harder mm-hmm. knocking on doors and looking for places to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I think there's a, 
there's multiple things of why that's different now. Um, and it's not something we have to get into right now, but I have seen comments like, I mean, what are people doing to go find places to hunt? And especially more for probably uh, field hunting, mm-hmm. like Canada's. Yeah. Which are becoming a, like the heart of it. We're getting ready to rock and roll. So, um, you know, you're just pounding on doors, right? Putting in the time, and it's a lot of no's now. Yeah, it it's, is. It's not. I mean, when, when Dad was a kid, which we're talking, uh, you know, <laughs> if he's listening, way back in the day. But but it's totally different. It's different than it was ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you can look up. I've looked them up before. Tips and tricks on you know trying to gain permission and. Um. I think there's variables that have played into it. Part of it is is. You know, farmers have realized they can make you know a little side money. Um. You yeah, know, so you can them. you can lease out your property and hey. You know, by all means, if, you know, you're able to make some extra income. So I get it. Um, and then the other part, too, is, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of individuals, I say a lot, but individuals have ruined it then for future people that ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things to play, but it has become a lot harder to find access to ground, whether it's deer, turkey, <clears throat> even fishing. Yeah, you used to be able to fish, fish anybody's any, farm any, pond. Anybody's farm pond. Yeah, and now it's like, well, I don't know, you know. But even that, right? Um, you know, you start fishing out there, and instead of putting them back, you're pulling Throw all them, the fish out of them over your shoulder onto yeah, the bank. You're you know, collecting pulling, a you're collecting full. all the fish out of the pond, or whether it's hunting or fishing, you start inviting. You know your friend, and then the friend turns into two friends, and then pretty soon, your friend's going out there, and you're not there, and then, right? It's just a snowball mm-hmm. effect. But I know I'm getting off on a tangent. We're going down a rabbit hole here, uh, which I do quite often. Well, but, I mean, Missouri and Kansas do have. I mean, we're lucky to have a lot of the public land that we do. Yes. You know, talking about duck hunting in Missouri, I mean, we have some really big cool refuges and draw systems and stuff mm-hmm. but one thing that i miss this year is when sometimes when the water is so low like some of these you know smaller areas just don't produce you know viable marsh to hunt that year and mm-hmm. so you run out of some really cool like off the cuff kind of interesting areas that you get to hunt and get away from maybe more of the pressure or you know stuff like that and, and get to have more intimate style hunting with a smaller area and, you know, being the only one out there kind of stuff. Um, we lost some of those to to no water this year. And Josh, you're not struggling with that too much. Fortunately not. We, uh, we got a lot of rains. But but the Cheyenne Bottoms, are they? do they have water? I don't know. I heard, I talked to a guy yesterday from Kansas. And I asked them about Cheyenne Bottoms, and I I think they were still, you know, pretty way below normal. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it was as good. Yeah, probably. Of course, wasn't. we keep talking about Cheyenne Bottoms, and so does everybody else, and that's not quite a secret anymore. No, I don't I think heard it, it ever gets, was. Well, it was for me, but uh, of course, Missouri boy, right? So I, 
And then when people started talking about it, um, they can get pretty busy out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is a good place to go, but yeah, with that water level, like you're talking about, you get these, um, you know, there's a few spots up North that I know on like public land that you can, you know, where they flood it and it's basically a marsh, mm-hmm. but if it's dried up, you know, it's one less spot to go. But November's been fun. Yeah. Circling back around to my adventures. So you're still, you're still chase. Have you done any goose hunting yet? Yeah, I did locally? a, I did a snow goose hunt in Nebraska. Oh, snow goose hunt. Okay. Yeah. Cause he came back from Nodak and he did pretty, pretty Is good. Is that where the name North Dakota? No, the Nodak snowsuit. Probably. From Sitka came. Probably. Yeah. I think I that's know. a slang term. I'm using it. But isn't it, don't they make a, the Nodak I think that's right. jacket yeah. and yeah, I think bibs? It's fairly new. came out a couple of years ago, but. Could be right. Anyways, whatever, sidebar. <clears throat> but you came back and had a pretty good stretch in Kansas and then went back up to Nebraska. Yep. And then yeah. things warmed up and it went to crap. Yeah. But I've been having a lot of fun with my dog. So I just started hunting her this month. Yeah, like is that your only dog? Yep, my first and only dog. Because you were over the summer, we were talking about how there's a training and things, mm-hmm. and but you're getting her out there and yeah, everything's oh she's working. The, she's the star of the show now. Yeah, I'm I'm chopped liver to the viewers. How many? <laughs> well, she's probably had a decent amount of retrieves now. Yeah, plenty. She's got a few. Yeah. Still, I mean, there's there's a lot to work on still, and she's not fully trained, but I mean, given where she's at, I feel like she's doing pretty good. And you did all that training? Yep, yourself? did it all myself. Yeah. Every morning we'd go out there. Is that the first dog you've trained, or have you had another one? It is the first dog ever for me. And did, where do you where did you research like ideas or things or how you start or? No, I've, uh-huh. I'm, I've been following the same program since the beginning. So before I even got my puppy and picked her up, I had to choose a training program to follow. And so I've been following that okay. program since day one. Well, it sounds like it's working out. Yep, it's working good. I mean, you go online and, and look at some – or you watch YouTube videos and you see other dogs working. I mean, his dog's doing some, some great stuff right off the bat. I mean – yeah. My dad, I've got trained really well, <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he fetches. He's awesome. <laughs> I can't say enough about him. But it's pretty cool to see that dog, like, work well in those like small layout boats. I mean, oh, yeah. It's like you got a confined space for a dog blind. She's got something like over her back, and <clears throat> and. You know, she's figuring out how to jump. I mean, I guess none of that really bothered her. She's, she sees that bird and she's ready to. She she wants to get it. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is with her first season, within the first month, we've done shallow water, we've done deep water, we've done out of the layout boat, we've done out of dog blinds, dog stands, North Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Platte River going from the blind across the water to a sandbar, across the water to a sandbar. Like, she's doing some stuff that most dogs don't even get in a full season. She's been doing it in a month. Yeah, that's a lot. She's at ice. Ice, thick ice, where she, she already, can walk I mean, on it, thin early, ice. Yeah, early ice. 
That was funny to watch. Oh, she yeah. did not know what to trust on that ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> running across ice? No, she doesn't run across. It wasn't it. running. It was like about like you would do with just walking on slip, you know, normal shoes, you know, mm-hmm. on ice. You're like not sure of every step. You right. can hear it cracking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been a lot of fun though. I'm I'm seeing things that we need to touch on when we get back into training season, but I'm I'm keeping her in shape, keeping the training going on the days we're not hunting and I think she's going to be a, a pretty dang good dog by the time she's 3 or 4. That's mm-hmm. awesome. She'll be 2 next week. 2. Is the dog in the blind with you? Yeah, she, she's in the, in the yeah. she's in the boat behind me. I need to watch it so I can So imagine a lay, imagine this. a layout blind. Yeah. With a dog box behind it. Okay. On a kayak. Or a small boat vessel. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, that about does it for today. On a, no. <laughs> <laughs> um that's cool. You well, you've been everywhere. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. Well you a couple of guys at the store have done some local honker hunts yeah i haven't brandon got out um let's see i guess it wouldn't have been this last weekend it's already been a week ago um you know local close to the store i mean probably 15 minutes out but you know found that open pond you know farm pond and did pretty well with honkers those are so fun yeah they might not get a bunch of views online. They might not be pretty. They are so fun. They're so fun. I bet. They're so fun. <laughs> they had a blast. He got a black duck. What? At a farm pond? Yeah. In Missouri. Yeah. Like I, said, I said, you would shoot a black duck the same week that Bo Brooks shot a black duck. Where, and where did Bo shoot up in... in, in Ken- With Ira. Oh, and, and, uh, oh. Were they hunting habitat? Somewhere up there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but they were in Missouri. Really, and Bo got a black duck. Really, so I know they shoot them down the Higdon farm very occasionally. Yeah, I wonder if did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I think Rain I saw a picture. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, at first he right, you're shooting ducks. We right. were talking about this, right? Like you go out public and all, you know, you're like ducks, boom. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my gosh. I just said, you might want to add that one to the wall. Yeah. Because you don't get a ton of those around here. No. I mean, hopefully it's becoming more, you know, more common. That'd be be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can't. Just like specs. Mm Mm-hmm. I could go for a good spec hunt. Ten years ago, man. I don't even know if I'd heard a spec while duck hunting. Now it's like a guarantee. Really? Mm-hmm. He thought it was Almost. maybe an immature mallard at first, but black duck. Really? Mm-hmm. Are we sure it's a black duck? I mean, he's usually on top of his game. There's probably, I'm, I mean, I think it is. It, I mean, it could be a black duck mallard hybrid. Those are pretty mm. common. Oh yeah, I can see that. You know, but it's definitely, you know, it's not super black. I don't know. I haven't seen the picture but yet. But it's fairly close. Pretty cool though. 
the hunt itself was cool. He FaceTimes me, <laughs> and he's in the blind. We got two more. Uh, dude, I, he's like, I think that's a mallard hen. <laughs> if I'm looking at the right one, one in his hand. I don't know. Well, I don't. I really think that's a mallard hen. Just dark. Yeah. Really dark. Yeah. Look at the bill, and the wing. Oh shoot! I have no idea. <laughs> it's. I'd say it's mallard hen. I mean, the speculum looked like it. I mean, the bill. I didn't see in the green or that the the green or the yellow and <clears throat> that off that off bill color that they have. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see. I mean, is that another picture? Mm, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. It's pretty dark. It is. I, I mean, he's been duck hunting a long time. But the wing is telling me, like, mallard. But that's what he thought originally was like, you know. I mean, it could just be a weird genetic Sure, yeah, thing there's going so on. many. There's nothing screaming black duck. To what's me. the crazy, no. what's a crazy hybrid that people have pintail, taken? Pintail mallard. Those are sick. I would love one. They're pretty wild. Mm hmm. I just, I just, I gotta see colors. what that looks like. Pintail mallard. Yeah, dude, it's like a mallard with some neat colors and a sprig. Like it, it is cool. Maybe one day I'll get one of those. What, what did Bo's about? I mean, Bo yeah, his shoots is on black there. ducks. He, yeah, you would think. He, uh, let's see. I shot a blue wing teal in November. A few of them. I saw that. Oh, really? I shot, I shot one in North Dakota in November. Yeah, his is... Yeah, that's Black Duck. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I shot Blue Wing Teal in North Dakota where things were icing up. Yeah, look at the bill on that Monbeau's Black Duck. I can zoom in here. What's that greenish? Yeah. Almost like our... Yeah, that decoy there. And then you get like that fluorescent style wing, mm-hmm. well, at least on the the speculum. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's cool looking. That's cool looking. I will say that the weather in November has been very out of the normal. Would you guys say the same? I mean, it got cold quick. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the time in November where I'm walking on ice. I mean, early November, yeah. Oh, that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mallard pintail hybrid. It's wild looking. Mm-hmm. Don't give me one of them mandarin ducks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder, are they even legal to hunt? Like, if you went... I don't know. Overseas? I I don't know. Oh, man. A pintail. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't go... I. So, that's my... If I went by myself, I don't know how many ducks I'd shoot. I'd have to be careful like to identify and just, like, make oh, yeah. sure I'm not. If you don't do it a lot, it can be tricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially early, early morning. Mm-hmm. And you're, all, you're just seeing the black silhouette of the ducks flying around. Yeah. But it's shooting time, and you're like, ah. <laughs> I don't usually get nervous until I've hit the cap of numbers for a species that i'm limited to right which you got to check yeah you got yes, a decent amount especially if you're are they different state to state for mm-hmm. you if you're going all over yeah generally and make sure you stay under that cap 
The, the ones I have trouble with the most are bluebills and ringnecks in flight. I can see that. Yeah. Everything else I'm pretty good at. I just let them go. I just work them in close. Make yeah. them land and then wait till they get up. Yep. Spoonies are easy. What do you say spoonies are easy? Well, you got the big bill and then the, they're not, they're, their wings are shaped like knives. Yeah. So they got like skinnier wings. Pintails, you got to look for that long neck. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor that they were going to open up a comrade season in Missouri. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I think you heard that Canada did something like that. Because there were so many. I mean, there's so many. Canada opened it up. Not that you'd eat them, just more of a. I don't know. I don't know what cause, you do with them, but there's yeah tons. Do you have? Do you, <laughs> since we're on the subject of duck hunting and stuff and this is a funny story and so if you got a funny story tell tell it but i gotta tell one so when i was younger and me and dad we got to smithville and uh so we were with a couple other guys and we're hunting in like a, i think this is the time i think we had a boat blind like that avery boat blind mm-hmm. this was back in the day it was like an 18 foot camo flat bottom you know and we got the avery boat blind on there and and I haven't shot a lot of ducks at the time. I'm probably 12, 13. I don't know. And so we're out there. And, and when you're that age and you haven't gone a lot, right, you're not super quick on the draw going against the adults who've been doing it for a while. So dad's like, all right, next duck comes in. It's Patrick's. You know, we're going to let him get one. So this duck comes in. They let it land. but It lands outside the decoys. And it turns and it's swimming towards the blind and the decoys. We were waiting for it to get close enough. So all I had to do was pop up. It would have been right there. And uh, so it's swimming in, swimming in. It kind of turns a little bit. All of a sudden, boom, my dad shoots. Everybody, I thought you said Patrick was getting the next one. He goes, I couldn't take it any longer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like 12. Really? Well, thanks, Dad. But it's, I mean, what do you shoot? It was hilarious. I don't know, some, probably a hen, mallard, <laughs> something like, but, uh, you know, supposed to be mine. And then everybody was like, oh, <laughs> don't wait for the next duck. It'll be Patrick's. Oh, yeah. Nope. He took it out. It was like right there swimming in, you know. But it was. Okay, it was a lot funnier if you were there, but I bet it was. It was hilarious. <clears throat> They're making fun of him, but opening day we had a great we had a great hunt. I haven't seen that many ducks in a long time, you know, on opening morning or in general. Like I, we were just staring at ducks for hours, and it just was so full. It just the skies were full of them. It was a blast, and I shot my limit and had a good morning. Shot some teal. Um, shoveler i think and a couple other species a gadwall um this year <clears throat> yeah this year okay i didn't shoot him out the first day um i had we had i was limited out when we had the better opportunities to shoot but i was just having a, i was having a good time um but the funny story about that day was and i don't know if this how this happened or what happened but 
about 1030, I hear this ruckus in the bushes behind us or like kind of to our four o'clock, like behind us, like back corner. Mm-hmm. And we're off the bank a little bit in a blind that we made. Like we had a lot of, there's a lot of, the water's down. So there's a lot of sandbar or mud bank, you know, mm-hmm. that, hunting, that we're hunting on with the blind that we made um, out of, you know, debris and stuff or not, you know, just sticks and grass mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, I turn around and look, and there's about five to six coots running for their lives out of the brush that was right behind us into the water to, to like, swim away. And they, I don't, they had to have been there all morning. Because I just look over my back shoulder, and I literally, they're just, they, they were 20 feet to my right as they ran by me into the water, into the spread. And I've <laughs> never seen that happen to me. I've never seen it happen before. And we've been hunting all morning. I think I was limited out or almost limited out at that point and just a whole i don't know what do you call a group of coots but the whole thing uh, you know five or six coots come flying out of the brush behind us they weren't in the water they were in on the ground do you think on, they got chased by something i don't know they're on dry ground and they just come running out of the brush and then they jump into the water did right you get a bonus coot no i didn't didn't shoot any bonus coots but it took it just never seen that happen and took me by surprise i can't I've tried getting a coop before. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you have tried, yeah, and failed. Yeah, I feel like they're spooky. You think so? Yeah, and they I, just take off. I, I don't. I never. I've have. never had that experience. Oh well, I did. I'm like, oh, there's some coots in the next cove over. Go over there and try to sneak up on some coots. Maybe a bunch of coots together is a coodle. <laughs> a coodle of coots. Sounds right to me. But no, I've never gotten a coot. You're not missing much. Huh. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty much it. That's the best duck hunt I had this, this year so far. How far will you follow the duck south? No further than I hunt. Oh. I don't. You won't go. Will you go to Arkansas? No. No. I have too much fun where I'm at. This is it. This is in their season. I mean, it goes quite a ways. I mean, yeah, we'll hunt them until the end of January. Yeah, we've got a couple. We got a split in there, but still. Then you'll start field hunting for them. I, I have in the past. It's really fun hunting the reservoirs when things are getting icy and it's yeah. late season. Mm-hmm. Get that good mix of divers and mallards. And Do you have any farm pond hunts lined for this year? No, not at this point. You just eater. break ice, or do you have a ice eater you can throw out, or on a pond? Well, anywhere that you. I generally like if I'm in the marsh and things are iced up, I'll use the boat and then use that to bust the ice. Yeah, but if I'm on the reservoir, by the time the reservoir is pretty locked up, there's holes that the birds have kept open because it's generally speaking after the split, so the birds haven't been touched for a couple of weeks, and so they keep those holes open. When you slip in there on the opening day of the second split, ooh, watch out. Quite a bit. It's fun. Keep it wide open. Hmm. Just shoot them in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't shoot them out over the ice. Yeah, there was a place we went. I felt like it was late, and this was Missouri. This was. 
15 years ago but it was like a it was a it always gets me every time <laughs> um forklift flying by on the other side uh -huh. of the wall yeah is it's like one of those uh you pay i don't know there's different groups like it was like a a hunting club thing and you know there's different places you can you know so you have a place to hunt and it was almost like pits like old sand pits or whatever quarry you know like an old quarry and there's different you know holes of water and stuff but mm -hmm. and it was cold like that i mean it was bad snow single digits but little bit of open water i mean not big at all maybe no bigger than this room and probably smaller than that but that little bit of open water i was freezing all morning but a little bit of open water when it's that cold and everything's frozen up they like to get in there or go to the river you guys ever heard about like on a farm pond which like i mean i don't know if this is illegal but like a huge dark navy blue tarp on top of the ice and then you put geese sh goose shells like around the edge and you put like geese on top of it have you ever heard of i've that? heard of that you think that ever worked i don't know I've always been curious about it. I've heard of people doing it in fields too. Putting oh, like putting like a little, little slew water kind of thing. Yeah, you know, fake yes, fake water thing. When you smack a goose and the pond's frozen, and then they, <laughs> they spider they dive it. bomb from the sky. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> and they hit that ice. They're tenderized for you. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it being. I've heard of that before. I just I, I don't know if it. That's odd. Might have to go back twenty years on the refuge forums and learn about it. <laughs> I need a forty yard by forty yard blue tarp. Yeah, I'm making me a pond. <laughs> it's fake. I, I don't. Know. I suppose it's even got the ripples in it already. Maybe you're looking Better. at me like I got to try it. No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it might be a video. Yeah, until a big gust of wind comes along, <laughs> yeah, and, and it takes all your decoys and blows it off the pond. I can see that. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like it needs to be like a navy blue tarp, though. Yeah, yeah, a little darker. Yeah, or if you're at Smithville, not like a bright, tur a dark bright turquoise brown. might not be. <laughs> yeah, the right answer. Right, but somebody. Uh, one of the customer's kids shot a uh, long-tailed duck. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Up by Bob Brown. Really? Yeah. Got lost. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And if I'm correct, that's like ocean. Or Great Lakes. Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. More of a sea-style Duck Great Lakes would make sense. It's a dang near an ocean. For yep. real. Close enough for a Missouri boy. Yeah. For me, it's that's the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so we're transitioning into yeah, we got duck and goose full swing. Duck and in goose full swing. Kansas too. It's my favorite time. What are the what are the we touched on a little bit, but we're you know, for the archery hunters now, you're kinda in the mm. post-rut pattern, um, typically that's, you know, and deer wore out. They've been running. They want food. Yeah. So 
you know, if you're lucky enough to have standing corn, uh, or you paid the farmer to leave some corn standing for you, or beans, or, or some really, really bad harvested corn. Or if you're out in Kansas, you know, and you can put corn out, but that's what they want. They, they need the energy back. They want feed. Um, um, and coming up here soon, like, especially when you get into late December and you start getting into, uh, like the turnips, you know, purple top turnips and, and, uh, things like that. But, yeah, the, you know, the, hitting up those, those areas. They get those hard freezes and they turn like into sugars, right? And all, all right. The yeah. They kind of, you know, they'll, you get that first frost and the, they kind of turn a little sweet, I guess. Yeah. They'll start digging them up and yeah, years ago, but, uh, Steve showed me a, a food plot of his that he had that happen. And it looked like the deer turned into a combine or mm-hmm. or a, a tiller, and it looked like they just went through and just tilled the whole food plot yeah. off for those turnips. Right. So that's what you're trying to focus on. You know, yeah. is a is a legit food source. Minerals right now. You know, you should do minerals all year, but right now that's not there. Mm-hmm. focus is a is a mineral plot you know if you've got mineral out in front of a camera or something but yeah i mean they still need it but you know finding a good food source that's where they're going to be because they need their energy back put their weight back on and get ready for winter so yeah um and you start yeah it's different to archery hunting the cold season that's where i like it you know they've changed the crossbow thing, but when you get into what's late, the crossbow thing? Well, just everybody can. Oh, you know, uh, use one now in Missouri. Um, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. can use one in Missouri. The, the nice part is though, is when it's late December and it's negative degrees outside, and you're bundled up to the tilt. It's nice when you can take a crossbow out and not have to take your compound out because you can't pull back yeah i don't have a nice comfy heated blind to sit in so oh yeah rough in it although i did put up a hay bale blind this year it gets pretty warm in there yeah it's pretty nice it's like a muddy muddy hay bale blind a redneck one you keep know. the wind off yeah and you yeah. kind of keep that area warm it's amazing the deer don't care i like that yeah. I hate bail. Another hate bail. Yeah. So when are you going to get out on that new duck boat? Um, Dad's been out. You know, they finally got it brushed in, which took a lot to brush it in. There's a lot of surface area on that thing. And they've taken it out a few times. I wasn't able to go the one time because I wanted – it was the last weekend of deer season. Mm-hmm. So any weekend, they always got it out every weekend. Yeah. Did that tough brush um, work all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Looks really good. They got their little cook station in there, you know. There's they, there's a spot for a place to cook inside it. There you go. And uh, it's odd. That, so they, when they delivered it, you know, it's on a trailer. The, the boat comes with the trailer to haul it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just pulling it up here. They put it on a trailer. They put it on a trailer on top of the trailer. So they had to get like a, a lull lift and lift it off that sucker to try to unload it. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, 
but they love it. Speaking of something I've never seen, this guy pulls into work the other day. I gotta show you this thing. I'm like, what is that? It's 27 feet long. And I'll show you. And it's for field hunting. Well, I thought it was a uh, some old submarine cut with the top cut off to go duck hunting. It's on a trailer. And it's for field hunting. You just pull it out there, unhook it. And uh, so there's two pictures here. You can just go left or right, but I took one. It's, it's on wheels. Look at that thing. That thing is a tank. <laughs> and it's Jeez. just like a, I don't even know. It's some fabricated 27-foot long submarine hole. Oh, my God. So I that you it. brush in on all sides. Yeah. He uh. bought so much grass. Oh, I can imagine. At the store. He goes, I called Steve, and I need... I don't know how much whoop grass he bought. I'm like, he bought whoop you grass. Mean you mean you want sheet grass? Because now I want the whoop grass. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> hope you got a lot of zip ties. Wow. So and, and but pretty cool. It sits low. Yeah. So it's a perfect like. Uh, I hunted out of one of those in Canada. Not that exact model, and I might have been home built, but literally we, the the guide in Canada drove out to the the field, drove to the top of the hill, and stopped. And then he goes out and he literally hydraulic jacks it to the ground. Like it's up oh, on really? wheels and then it lowers to the ground. So it sits on the ground. Huh. And then he had inside, like he, it's decently grassed up as you're traveling with it. But a lot of the good grass or like the, he didn't even have grass mats. It was all natural. But a lot of the good vegetation was actually stuffed inside of it. If I remember that right. And then we went inside of the blind and grabbed all the big uh, you know, pin oak branches and all this, the stuff that hid the blind. And we pulled it out from inside and started covering up the blind. And then we set the decoys at the same time. But it was like. It's pit yeah. blind on wheels. It's, yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. And it was 20-something foot probably. I mean, we yeah. A ton of people fitting there. And then another, a uh, a sea duck boat or whatever you want to call them for hunting ducks in the ocean pulled up to the store the other day. These guys were transporting it from pennsylvania over to the uh west coast to a guy that lives in oregon mm. and it had like when we looked at it i mean it looks like a it was like flat gray and it had like four and a half foot walls mm -hmm. sides and i'm like what's that a big giant walleye boat but no they let me get in it so i could see it they're You're transporting such a cool it job <laughs> And I got to check it out and it, the, you know, it's got the cavities down the side so you can put 10 dozen decoys in there. It's shelved mm -hmm. lower and mm -hmm. upper, um, down the sides and it's a big giant. It's basically a, there you go, it's, Josh. it's a sea duck boat. That's your next one. Believe me. And I've I'm se like, I've seen them. That thing was huge. The only thing is they make them out of fiberglass, I believe. Really? Yeah. Fiberglass and Kansas waters don't mix. For me hmm. it, uh, i like aluminum because i hit a lot of tree stumps when i yeah, see I sea duck hunting i think of like the almost like a final attack or something like you're laying in that but they're black yeah, yeah layout boat. just a yeah. little black layout boat yep. yep but this thing was a 
cabin. Pretty cool, though. You see all sorts of, you know, guys' boats and different things they pull in. But yeah. So, deer, you know, we got the late season archery. We got ducks and geese, full swing. We got upland. Yeah, that's a lot of guys coming in, getting their upland loads. Yeah. We, um, we'll have to, I don't know if we'll, we'll have to do something more on that or cover that maybe next time. Yeah, that would be fun to. Or you, you can figure out if and you it'd be fun for all of us to get together and go yeah. upland hunting. So we we put out a new upland vest this year, and it's been getting like I couldn't believe it in the first week it was getting so many five star reviews on the website, and then we had it. Stevie said we had it in the store on a mannequin, and people were yeah. buying a ton of them. They put it on a mannequin and with the other Rogers like mm. like the the hoodie the tech hoodie yeah. and upland the tech hoodie yeah that's and actually the, a squirrel tech hoodie yeah. <laughs> And the upland uh, pants, pants because we did pants. We did, yeah. Our upland pants are in. We and, have some, uh, some other like brush attire as well. Yeah, it's really gone over well. Um, but that vest, I, I couldn't believe it in the first week. It was, I mean, people were talking about how great it was. Oh, we sold a ton. Yeah, well, that's good. We'll get out. We'll have to talk about that on the next one. Yeah. Trying to get some stuff lined up for everybody out there too, so you have to stay tuned. Yep. Subscribe to the podcast and give yeah. it a rating. That way you can. Uh, we got some. Um, some we've got some up. guests. We're trying to get lined up, and and uh, you know that way you can listen to some other people. Yeah. Learn some things from from people. Um, Hear so their we'll story. see. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Well, uh, Pat, you throw the duck jerky down here. Oh, which one do you want? All of it. What's that, Inferno? I think it's Inferno. So this is that one's almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your uh, You know, before we get off here, is there a recipe you want to share, or is this a secret? What you do is you <laughs> buy jerky seasoning. Mm-hmm. And you follow Just the... Just whatever flavor? Yeah, whatever flavor you like. They got a bunch of them. Okay. And it comes with, like, seasoning and cure. You follow the instructions that come with it. That's it. And you can slice it and then do it that way. Or you can do what I did, where I grind it, and then I mix it all together in a meat mixer, mm-hmm. which, if you guys do meat processing, making sausages, jerky sticks, jerky like this, like, that meat mixer is... So you do a ground and mm-hmm. then So I grind all the all the duck and goose meat. I throw it in the meat mixer with the seasoning and cure, mix it up really good. And then one of them I extruded right away and it didn't turn out as good. I think you got to let it sit in the fridge for a day or two. Gotcha. B- before you squirt it out with your jerky gun on your dehydrator or smoker. Yeah. But cuz then the other way is guys will marinate. They just cut their Mhm duck or whatever you yeah. know if it's venison or whatever but they'll do it that way too yeah real thin thin i don't strips, like that kind of jerky as much i like this kind better yeah it's a little easier to eat it is easier to chew mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah the flavor mixes in a little better i think but it's really good i thought i thought it was we'll really good a, we'll have to have a podcast with all of josh's waterfowl techniques oh mm-hmm. dude i got i got a lot of tricks 
Yeah. A lot of things I like to do with Doug. Can you guys yeah. hear this? Oh, that was quiet. There you go. Jerk, oh, jerky ASMR. <laughs> that was nice. But yeah, there's a lot going on. We're, we're, it's just wild, man. We're one more month. Yeah. It's like New Year. 2023. New things. Mm-hmm. New ideas. And then fishing season. Yeah. And turkey yeah. season. It's just like, right? Yeah, in it's WTF. Just, it's just wild. We do. We got, it's all coming up. Is there a way people can uh, message about the podcast? I think or we a need way to, to get a hold of us. I, I think we need to make a podcast email. We'll have it by the time the next podcast out. All right. So but come social up media with DM. Um, if not, you can you can uh, you know uh, we've got a YouTube. Rogers Sporting Goods has a YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can get on there too. Mm-hmm. But you can you know. Write us on there, message us, say, hey, uh, is there any chance you guys could talk about this on your podcast? And it'll get back to us. And yeah, um, but there's ways to, you know, if you want to hear about something or, or, you know, you're trying to find answers to, and we'll see if we can't help you out a little bit. And, or people just asking questions for us to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll get that email put together and put it in the copy of this podcast. Yeah, we probably can too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys want to reach out to us, we'll just sure. leave that email yeah. today, Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. Great. And then, uh, then we can, you know, see what you all are thinking about or comment. Cool. Some, something you want to hear about. So it'd be yeah. awesome. I can't wait. I'll do it. Plus, I'm gonna, I mean, go, I'm gonna go eat a bunch more jerky now. So. <laughs> all right. But it's good to be back. So. Yep. Thank you guys.